Hey, Vanessa Ian's Pure Spirit Channeler here, and welcome to A Day in the Life of a Spirit Channeler, a show where you will get the inside scoop on how being a psychic channeler affects one's daily life, especially when it comes to intimate relationships. Now let me introduce my amazing ongoing co-star, my husband and favorite human, Mr. T. Hey, what's up? Also, we want to talk about the fact that it's Valentine's Day. And this is our very first um, podcast together. And I'm doing this as a membership uh, for my Spirited Unschool, which you can find on my website, www.vanessaians.com. And you can just click the tab that says Spirited Unschool. We also have a group of unschoolers there, like-minded souls like yourself, who want to come and chat about all things weird, spiritual, authentic spirituality, and whatnot. So let's dive right in. Yay! What do we want to talk about? Okay, we're going to start with how and where we met. Let's start there. Okay. So people can kind of get to know what, what was going on then. So I was personally um, just out of a really tough relationship, eight years of, I won't say pure hell. (laughs) You put hell in there. Yeah, we'll we'll put that in there, though, because there was that that part. (laughs) And um, I had two biological children of my own. um, That was a result of that union. It wasn't mm-hmm. even a marriage. We were shacked up, you could say. Mm-hmm. So, um, so anyway, that's where I was. And I had gone and got a um, gig at a hotel working there um, temporarily. And that's where T was working. Yeah. Um, what was that? 98? Yeah, 1998. Good. Good call to get the timing Mm because we have been together for a minute. Yeah, for a while. (laughs) And I had just gotten from New York and came here on a um, a job, uh, I guess, extension or relocation to a new job through the company. And the rest is history. I saw you there and yeah. The rest is history. Mm. We have we have a lot of history to go over, but we're gonna we're gonna get into that. So so yeah, here we are. Um, basically, he said coming here from Texas. He's originally from Detroit, um, and I'm naturally uh, been been born in born Dallas, raised. born yeah. and raised. That's what I should say. Naturally, I mean, all cool people are naturally born in Texas. Just saying. So anyway, so we met there and um, you could say that really neither one of us were looking for a relationship per se. I mean, I definitely wasn't. I was just trying to, you know, be focused on raising my kids and 
and get out uh, of hell. Huh? <laughs> and get out of hell. And get out of hell, basically, yeah. yeah. And so, um, do you want to talk about your situation? Same, yeah, same time frame, right? Yeah. Y'all were together for eight years. Yeah. Uh, me and a uh, female in Detroit. Mm-hmm. And I was, like I said, traveling. And and he didn't have any biological children. No. He had kids uh, with her. Well, right. I mean, her, her kids that were basically calling him dad. Mm-hmm. And uh, still, yeah. Yeah. So, so anyway, it kind of just, uh, you know, just started off as coworkers. Like, we're coworkers. And we would, you know, they didn't have vehicles. Right, because they traveled all over the country <clears throat> remodeling hotels, and that's what was going on. It was, it was a hotel, and um, they were there to remodel it, and I came, you know, as temporary help. So we would go to lunch together, mm. basically as groups, like all the, you know, guys. It was, you know, I was there was only one other female working there temporarily with the cus- with the company, and so basically we would. You know, we just sit down at lunch together and, and because they didn't have vehicles, I would go, you know, pick up everybody lunch just as a courtesy or whatever. Being a sweetheart that you are. Oh, <laughs> another V-Day plug. Mm-hmm. It's V-Day. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, so anyway, yeah, we would just sit and, you know, have lunch together and we just, I mean, we really vibe. We really clicked, you know, um, pretty much right off the bat, like conversation was easy. Yeah. And um very like, relational. I related a lot right. to you. Without really knowing you, I felt like I knew you. Yeah. Yeah, there was just that resonance there. So um so kind of to go into my point that, you know, like I, I didn't like walk up like, hey, my name is Vanessa Ian's and you know, I'm a psychic or <laughs> That would have been psychic though, because you telling saying your last name is mine right off the bat. That'd have been badass. Oh, I did just say Vanessa. Yeah, Ian. yeah. <laughs> I've been saying that for like, so long. Yeah, oh, okay, okay. So, okay. Rewind. I wouldn't have just walked up and said, "Hi, I'm Vanessa Lindley." Mm, right, <laughs> and right. I'm psychic. <laughs> right. So, so yeah, I didn't. I wasn't like. You know, hey, how's it going? So tell me a little bit about yourself. Well, here's about me. You know, I see dead people. Mm, <laughs> mm. Or, hey, no need to share your thoughts. I'm telepathic, so I already know what they are anyway. Weird. Yeah. That would be That'd be like awkward. That would have been like super awkward. So just saying that for, for those of you that are listening, if you know, most people follow me because they are wanting to develop their psychic senses or you know, as an empath or, you know, they're curious about channeling and what that means, you know, just so you know, right? Like, don't get it in your head that you have to, like, introduce yourself as a psychic. <laughs> it's not something that needs to happen. Mm-hmm. So let's just talk about the fact that, you know, maybe somewhere in there, did you did you ever, like, kind of pick up on the fact that I was, like, highly intuitive or was there anything that kind of signal to that yeah yeah from basically like interacting with you i could see i could feel like intuitiveness and like intuitiveness but more so how you interacted with other people was kind of like you know from you know george on down to bob you know it's like 
everything with you was like intuitive. I could tell like a lot of times I thought that you had the inside scoop, like you had heard something in one of our chalk talks or meetings or something, but kind of find out you didn't, you just knew. And I was like, first I was like, yeah, she's just real sharp. She's smart. She's sharp. <laughs> but then, of course, later. Yeah. By the way, he didn't make up those names, George and Bob. They literally are were supervisors for the company. Yeah. <laughs> those sound like generic names when you just said them. <laughs> George and Bob. <laughs> you know, just like when you're talking to George and Bob. <laughs> yeah. Hey, George. <laughs> so, yeah. So, okay. So, I get it. So, you kind of thought like, oh, she's just really, really smart mm -hmm. yeah but it's but it was stuff that i couldn't have known you couldn't because, have known no yeah. because as a temp i wasn't like in their main meeting you was not there no right so when i would come in as a temp like we would you know come up on the floor that we were working on the dip for that day and you know we would have like a quick okay this these are the things that need to be done hoorah you know mm. get started mm. clap clap go right and go and so, yeah, I never even knew that till just now, actually. You never told me that. See? See. <laughs> we will be discovering things on this podcast. Maybe this is something that I should have said. I'm on sure. this show, Vanessa will discover all of the secrets that her husband never told. Never told you. Yeah, look, yeah, like going through under the couch looking, looking for something, looking for all <laughs> kinds of stuff. So did you ever get the feeling that I was like, reading you or did you how did you take that or were you like oh yeah she's checking me out <laughs> it was a split it was a split if you know part of it was like i could tell that i was being read and a part of that you know i was digging but in a part of it as you know i, I wasn't right so i just kind of naturally just kind of went with it just to see where it was going yeah he's definitely way more um i guess like I don't know. I, well, I wouldn't say private, just like reserved. Reserved doesn't like to be in the spotlight, obviously. Mm -hmm. I mean, one of the reasons why you guys know I do, like anybody that watches me or follows me knows that I do a lot of videos. And so whenever we started talking about this, and he was like, I'd love to be involved, but you know, my stage fright. Mm -hmm. Right. So, mm -hmm. like, he doesn't part. like to be like on videos. Mm -mm. Like, you had the fight, flight, or freeze moment if that happens mm. <laughs> so so yeah i think you know at first i can remember like um you know kind of tuning into you and it just being like really chill but i always knew that like there was some some kind of drama going on mm. and you know it's not something that like you know i don't just automatically start reading especially if there's kind of an inkling that it's going to be a more intimate relationship or whatever it's not the same thing as like with my clients or, you know, say I do, you know, what I do with my spiritual business or whatever, where I just jump right in, you know, it's like they're there for that purpose. But whenever, you know, I'm forming a new relationship or just meeting somebody for the first time or potential, you know, whatever. And I mean, I didn't even have a spiritual business at that point in time either. So then there's that. Um, and to be honest, like, it was not really something, you know, back when I met T, it, it wasn't really something that I talked openly about, actually. Um, I don't I don't recall you ever mentioning it. Yeah. Well, I mean, eventually I just busted out with, a, you know, a display. 
Yeah. That that kind of just came up. I mean, I was doing it all along, but like again, I'm not, I'm just not one of those people that like if I meet you in real life and it's just casual and it's like organically we're get we're getting to know each other, like it, it's not something that I insert or like you know what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. But I do remember like kind of checking in with you, <laughs> mm-hmm. like. Okay, there's something going on in this guy's personal life, and I'm not quite sure what it is, but I knew that it had something to do with the female, mm. right? But I couldn't really tell, like, is this past? Is this, you know, something that's happening right now? Because oftentimes with, you know, psychic abilities, like, time really isn't a factor, really, for me, at least for me. I mean, maybe some psychics can, like, pinpoint dates and times. I'm not a numbers person in general, so I think that that's the reason why it doesn't really translate for me. And I'm kind of like, I'm more cosmic connected, you know, where it's like timelessness, if that makes sense. And so I didn't really have a a gauge as to whether, you know, is this past or, or currently happening, Mm. but I knew it was something, you know, with a female. Um, And so that did kind of make me a little bit standoffish a little (laughs) <laughs> as far as like what kind of conversations I was going to have with you. And plus you tie that in with the fact that I was just like really over relationships mm. at that moment. Like I was like, I just need to focus on making money and taking care of my kids. And and that's what I felt. I felt that you was about your business, you know, but I felt that you like earnestly was concerned. I like, not like just me. It was like, I saw that you did the same thing with Mark and, and uh Dennis and Tino or whatever just earnestly just like you know you 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 could pick up stuff on us and you would just just have conversations sidebars with everybody like the intuitive butterfly or whatever and so you pretty much noticed it by observing my conversations with other people right that's what I was telling you before it's like the interactions that you have with others not just me but you know, I could tell it wasn't just with me, so that that meant something. Like, I just couldn't figure out what it was. Right, that makes sense. So, should we jump to like the time that it actually happened, or are we gonna like do that maybe on the next episode? Uh, I guess we should do that on the next. Episode. I would say, yeah. So, kind of. so yeah. Next time we'll talk about the the first time that it really. One of the first, one of the times, one. Yeah, <laughs> yeah after that, it was pretty much yeah. started channeling out like unstoppable <clears throat> kind of thing. Um, I just had a brain fart. <laughs> <laughs> A complete brain fart. Like I went, I went to go say something, and it was just like it completely left me. Well, okay. Well, how about this? How about we jump into maybe like early on when it was a possibility that I could stay here or go elsewhere, and then we try it that way. And remember how all that went down. Oh yeah. So. Oh, I guess, oh, you know, I do need to tell the, like, hero story. You like when I tell the hero story? You know you do. Just quit reading me, man. <laughs> <laughs> quit reading you right now? Yeah. 
Okay, so so what happened was we we continued to work together, and of course, eating lunch every day. You know, we got to be good friends, and then um, we went out one night. Should we tell that story first? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, because yeah, that is the right time. That's that's the beginning. It's been so long ago. It's like rehashing. This takes a minute for my brain to rewind that far. So, so yeah, we you know I. I was in this situation and I, I really didn't have much of a social life at that time or whatever. And we had gotten to be pretty good friends. And then, you know, his, cause he had roommates, you know, they all stayed in, in one room, you know, to conserve space or whatever. And so he had two other roommates that stayed in the um, rather large hotel room. It was a very nice hotel. So, it was, you know, embassy like suite. Yeah. Yeah. And so, um, so the three of them shared a room and we had started talking about the fact that, oh, you love playing pool. Mm-hmm. You love shooting pool. And that was something that him and his roommates would do. Um, of course they would have to take the, the shuttle on the bus. Yeah, yeah, the that, was, that was, that was getting old. I was about man. to say trolley. <laughs> I don't know why for some, might as well say it was like just embarrassing. I'd rather caught a cab or something. Yeah. Cause then you, <laughs> I get it. <laughs> Grocery like shop together. The pool hall in a yeah, <laughs> a freaking shuttle. <laughs> Hilarious. So so yeah, the short I, bus. We had about, <laughs> the short bus. We had talked about. Um, we probably shouldn't say that. So no, that's really correct. That's, yeah. Um. So anyway, uh, we had talked about the fact that he liked playing pool, and I was like, well, I'd love to go play pool, you know, sometime or whatever. So I caught a wild hair one night wanted to get out of the you know house and I was feeling a little down actually just I was having a lot of financial problems and so I was kind of frustrated and like I said well feeling a little bit down so I called up to the room and I said hey let's go shoot some pool <laughs> right? right and it was Mark that answered and <clears throat> he was funny he you know he's just a funny guy so he answered the phone and and I was like, hey, you know, let's go shoot some pool. And he was like, he was like, straight up, you know, I'm down. And I was like, you know, where's he at? And he was like, oh, he's asleep. And I was like, well, wake him up. And he's like, oh, no, <laughs> you don't want me to do that. And I was like, yeah, I do. I want you to wait. I want everybody to go. So anyway, he, he woke him up. And, and so T got on the phone, you know, and he was like, that was the first time that I heard Grump, like yeah. Mr. Grump. And he was like, hello. I was like, oh, crap. (laughs) This may be a bad idea, actually. (laughs) And I was like, hey, what's going on? Sleep. You're asleep. (laughs) And I was like, I want to go shoot some pool. You want to go? And there was like silence for a second. I was like, uh, okay, this is a bad idea. And he was like, yeah, sure. Let me throw some clothes on. Mm -hmm. Just real chill and real casual. I was like, okay, cool. So I hopped in my car and headed over there and um got there and I was like, where's Dennis? And they were like, oh, you know, he's not feeling very well. And so I was like, all right, cool. So it was, uh, you know, the three of us and then one of the supervisors decided to, you know, go to because he thought he was <laughs> Mr. Big. Mm. He was trying to mm. talk to me, which I, I wasn't really interested. But anyway, so he comes and um, we go to the pool hall and Man, we had a blast, you know, shooting pool. And I think that Mr. Supervisor that thought he was Mr. Big started having problems with the fact that 
you know, <laughs> BNT mm. or just like driving and clicking, driving and mm. clicking, and not really including him. So he decided to catch a cab back to the hotel. Oh yeah, he started not feeling well. Yeah, all of a sudden he didn't feel well, mm. and so um, anyway, uh, <laughs> so Mark hung in there with us, and we had a great night. We stayed, you know, for several hours, and we just we had so much fun. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure I whooped your butt. Yeah, we won't go into that. Yeah, I, I whooped his butt. Yeah, well, yeah, you said you didn't know how to play. You you hadn't played in a while is what you I said. Didn't say I didn't know how to play. You said you hadn't played in a while and be gentle on you. That is and next that. thing I know, you you know, you know you pulled out the, the fast domino on me and started <laughs> running the table. The fast domino. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. Signature move. My mom used to do the same thing. Oh, yeah. But anyway, go ahead. Yeah. He acts like I like purposely was like pull mm-hmm. this like pull mm-hmm. sharp move, mm-hmm. but it did kind of make me look mm-hmm. cool. So, yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. in all honesty. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, you know that was like the first kind of time that we went out, you know, together. Even though it was in a group setting, but we just had. So you can't really call it a date. I mean, yeah, it was season a moment. It you know, but. Everybody there knew what was up. We didn't really quite, but yeah, we, yeah, everybody I think knew. that was the first kind of moment that we realized, like, hey, maybe there is more to this. Them, because them blimpies. Of, like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's a totally different setting, you know? So anyway, um, so what happened after? Okay, so after that, um, my son, my oldest son, uh, he had, he was struggling really bad with um, asthma like really, really sick a lot, like a lot, a lot. And Mm -hmm. he ended up having a really, really bad episode. And because of my financial situation and I didn't have, you know, insurance and, you know, I was, um, I had kind of been, you know, not like completely detached from my family because some issues with family members or whatever. So we were estranged, you could say, temporarily. And so I was really, truly 100% on my own single mom, like legitimately, mm. like there was no help for me. And so anyway, he, he, he had gotten really bad. <laughs> <laughs> he had gotten really bad and um, really, really sick. So I took him to the ER and they were like, oh, you know, you need this cool hum- mist humidifier and here's a prescription for like three medications and off you go. Like he'll be fine. Do all of this. And I'm over here panicking because I know how much medication costs, but mm-hmm. it's like, you know, I got to do something. Y'all don't even want to know like the stuff that was passing through my mind at that point. But I was just like, spirit, I need help. Mm-hmm. Like I need help. And so spirit brought something up that T had said to me prior to that, just like replayed it as a tape in my brain at that point, as I was leaving the hospital and my son was so sick and he had been coughing so hard. And he was so, I mean, he was just exhausted from all of the coughing and the hacking and the wheezing. I laid him down in the back seat and he immediately just passed out. So I leave the hospital. And of course, you know, I'm like, I'm too broke to even have a cell phone at the time. Like I couldn't afford a cell phone or anything. And so I'm sitting there thinking like, what am I going to do? Like no friends, nobody to call, 
I don't have any money for this medication that he desperately needs. And then here spirit brings up this, it's like a recording, you know, that's how it plays in my head. Like a recording of somebody's voice saying something. And it wasn't even something that I'd really thought about before. It's like you said it and it was kind of in passing. And, and to be honest, I kind of just blew it off. But <clears throat> I remember you saying like, Hey, if you ever need my help or if you ever need me for anything, all you have to do is call. Mm-hmm. And I guess it's like one of those things that like, you know, people just say as new friends, maybe, or as you're bonding as friends. And maybe that's why I didn't really like, I guess, consciously think about it, but it was there in my subconscious. So spirit brought it up that night as I was leaving the hospital. <sighs> this is so hard to talk about because it's like, it brings yeah. back the emotions of the moment. Yeah. And I was like, so scared for my son and scared that, you know, I felt like I couldn't provide, you know? And it was like the most horrible feeling. And so I was driving out of the parking lot and that was replaying in my mind. And I pull up to a gas station and there's a payphone there. And I'm like, oh my God, I have to call T. Mm-hmm. Okay, spirit, I'm going to call T. Yes, you need to. And it's like, I go to the payphone. I promise you, I attempted to make the call at least four times. <laughs> at least. I froze up. Like froze up and hung up. Quarter drops down. Like. I did that several times. So you were getting to your last quarter when your last. No, it was the same quarter. I never let it ring. It's like I would put it in there. I would dial the number, and before it even started ringing, I would hit the hangout. Okay. So anyway, um, yeah, that was that was a really that was a really hard call to make. So I make the car the call finally. And it was kind of the same situation as when I called about pull. It was like late at night. Mm, that became your your norm. That was yeah. Whenever we to, would communicate, it normally was late. So weird. So anyway, um, yeah, I finally ended up making the call. So let me just tell you how that phone call went. So I go ahead and um, make the call. It was late at night, and again. Mark answered, but this time when Mark answered, I said, Mark, I think he could tell by the tone of my voice, right? Mm-hmm. Like I'm freaked out. And he was like, I was like, Hey Mark, um, I know it's super, super late, but like, I really need to talk to T. And he was like, uh, are you okay? And I was like, not really, but can you please just get him on the phone? He's like, well, you know, yeah, he's asleep and I'll get him. Um, Sounds urgent. And I was like, yeah, it, it kind of is. And so I hear all the noise in the background, him opening the door, going to get tea and blah, blah, blah. So he comes to the phone and he's like, hello. And this time it was different. Like I didn't get Mr. Grump. Mm. I guess Mark had told you. Yeah. He that, said that something's going on with you. Okay. <clears throat> so, so he gets on the phone and I was like, Hey, like, I know it's late. I'm so sorry. And then whenever I get nervous, like I start talking really, really fast. You did. And so I was like, Hey, I know it's late, but, um, I have the situation with my son, like, and then I just, I like froze up because like I could feel the tears starting to come up. Mm. And I was like, I don't want to bust out crying. Mm. Cause like when I do cry, like I get, I'm one of those people that like instantly, as soon as I start crying, like I over snot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I know that's graphic, but like it comes like a water faucet <laughs> from my nose, my eyes, like everything just comes pouring out. 
And I was like, no, I don't want that to happen. And so I was like, you know, like trying to suck it up. And as I was trying to suck it up, he literally just busted out with these words. How much do you need? How much do you need? And I was like, oh my God. And then of course that made me want to cry harder because I didn't have to ask. And I wanted to cry because it was like, spirit was like, see, (laughs) at the exact same time, like I'm having this conversation with T, of course, spirit's talking to me, you know, and it's like, see, and it was almost like this message, you know, came with it of like, see, you're loved, Mm. like your son is going to be taken care of. And so now I'm fighting back tears because it was like relief, but at the same time, like it was totally, you know, poking my ego right because the pride in you as a you know especially me being the strong woman that i am i didn't want to even ask for help like i I really struggled to ask for help and so you know at that time and so i was like i don't even know i haven't i've got these prescriptions and i there i go talking really fast right so Mm -hmm. i'm like i got these prescriptions and i don't know how much they're going to be and i need a cool mist humidifier and da 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 and just come to the hotel. Like, just come to the hotel and I'll meet you downstairs. Right. And I'm like, uh, okay, but I don't even know how much it's going to cost. Well, I'll just meet you downstairs. So I drive over there. Of course, that's when I did my crying was on the freeway <laughs> on the way over there. And my son was still asleep. And so I pull into the parking lot and there he's sitting on the curb right outside the door. Like my headlights shone on him, you know, sitting there on the curb waiting on me. And I was like, oh, my God. And so he comes to the window and he. like That was the first time I seen him. That was the first time he had seen. Yeah, our son. And so he like grabbed my hand and like put the bill, like the wadded up bill. It's like he had it folded up small in my hand and closed it. And he said, go take care of your son. And then he like glanced back into the back seat and he was like, oh, look at him. He's knocked out. Poor guy. And I was like, yeah, he's really really sick and he's been really sick for several days and he's like well go take care of him and then he just like tapped the side of my car and then just walked off <laughs> well like why do you have to make it so easy <laughs> <laughs> you know what i mean because mm. like you didn't ask me a bunch of questions and that's exactly what i needed like i i just like i don't want to talk about it because i know i was going to bust out crying right. so it's like he understood that And for me, that was huge. Well, several things about that were huge. You know, one, obviously, you know, every time that you listen to spirit, right? Like every time spirit prompts you to do something or you get that intuitive hit or you just know, like following it and then having like the perfect results that you needed is like the most amazing feeling in the world mm-hmm. and it's all i've ever known right yeah, like all i've ever known is to just whenever spirit tells me to do something or guides me towards something or reminds me of something like that you know like i said that voice tape playing in my head um i knew i just had to do it feels and, right yeah it feels right and so even though at the same time you know that doesn't mean that it's always going to be easy no you know what i mean like it's still there's still that moment where you're taking a risk because you don't know how the other person is going to respond. You just don't. Um, And so anyway, I drove away with 
several different feelings. One, relief that I was going to be able to get the medication he needed, you know. Two, you know, thanking spirit for the guidance. Mm. And three, thinking, wow, what an amazing God. (laughs) (laughs) No, like really, that was the moment where I was like, okay, I may actually be falling for this guy. It's possible. (laughs) You felt that then? I felt that then. It was like, it was, yeah, I mean, because that was after we had a night out, you know, we've already been talking, you know, at lunch and Mm. formed this friendship, but then it was like you were the knight in shining armor. Oh. You were my knight in that night. Like you were the knight in the darkest night (laughs) of the... Is that too dramatic? No, not probably until you shed shed them them headlights. You probably couldn't see me. <laughs> Literally. My dark night. In night. In the night yeah. mm-hmm. of the light. <laughs> Pretty much. Whatever. We're gonna start rapping here in a second. Right. you. So anyway, I go to the pharmacy and I pull up and I was having all of those thoughts and emotions and stuff. So I hadn't even thought about what he handed me and I look down it's a hundred dollar bill and I'm like what the hell because <laughs> <laughs> I had it in my mind I'm going in there and telling him give me generic everything right mm-hmm. which I still did yeah. and so fast forward you know I ended up having to take a few days off work obviously with you know my son and you know if I didn't work I didn't get paid it's not like I had paid time off I was a you know working temporarily for the company and so um I didn't spend the entire hundred, right? Because I got all generic and I bought the thing and I don't I don't remember how much was left over. It was like forty bucks or something. Thirty-five dollars or something. And so I had this idea on, you know, upon my return to work, like I was gonna go get a card, a thank you card, and just write my feelings out in the card thanking him. And then I was gonna give him, you know, the change or whatever that was left over. And then when I handed him the card, I was going to let him know that I was going to pay him back, you know, on the next payday, because obviously like that payday was going to be short. So I had this all worked out in my head. Right. So I go to back to work and, you know, I come off the elevator for the morning meeting and that he's standing there and, and I could tell like there was this concern look in his eye, but at the same time, like I could hear like, like I heard his happy thoughts. (laughs) You were happy to see me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so he was having these happy thoughts about me. And I heard it. And I was like, uh-oh. Okay, maybe he's feeling something too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Not maybe. I knew it. Mm-hmm. So I walked out. And, you know, we get through the meeting. And I walked up to him. And I was like, hey, you know, so I have this card, right, that's hidden. Because I, I didn't really know how he's going to respond. So I just kind of just wanted to start kind of like feeding into, like, I'm going to pay you back. I think that's the first thing I said. It is. Yeah. So I was like, oh, I'm going to pay you back, you know, on the next check. Of da, da, da. He was like, what? I'm like, no, no, that was a gift. And I'm like, no, but I can just use the rest for whatever you need. I know you need some stuff. Just, you know. Oh, because, yeah, because I told you I didn't spend it all. Right. And he was like, no, you know, use you. You were like, um, use the rest of it for, you know, stuff that you need, food or well, I knew that you had a you was gonna have a short check too. Right. And um and I was like, no, no, you know, now here, you know, my pride's coming back in. Like mm-hmm. I don't wanna feel like a charity case and this is after the fact and 
we don't really have you don't have any obligation to me you know like i don't know anyway so later on as the day went on i hooked up with um mark or no or was it dennis one of his roommates and i went up to him and i was like look i got this uh greeting card you know that i wanted to give to t but i don't think he's going to take it so will you take this and go put it like excuse me and like in his drawer or something where he'll find it like afterward mm-hmm. not while i'm here it was mark it was mark that's right so so anyway i left the car you know gave him the card and left for the day or whatever <laughs> the next day when i came up to the meeting y'all should have seen the look on his face like if i could describe how do i describe that look like no the hell you did not that was that was the look i was getting and that was actually the thoughts i think that were running through your mind mm-hmm. like why the hell did you do that and so after the meeting, he comes up to me and he's like, I really appreciate the card. It was very nice, but I'm not keeping this or whatever. And then you gave me the money back because yeah. I didn't put the cash in there. It pissed me, <laughs> it, it pissed me off. It did. Oh. But I knew that that's just the type of individual <clears throat> that you are and were. So, you know. But at the same time, to me, it was still just a simple fact that if you do something from, you know, from your heart and if you if you got it, then you don't worry about it. Yeah. And I mean, spirit corrected me at the same time. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like when you said that, it was like, Rick, like, see what you did? <laughs> Look what you did. Don't do that. Just take it. So anyway, I think that's when things started um, advancing, you know, further. Yeah, there was a shift then. Yeah, there was a big shift after that. And so that's when we started to get more intimate. He had come over to my apartment and stuff like that. Well, as I said, or we said before, that he traveled around remodeling hotels and this job was almost over. And so we were approaching, you know, that point in time. And so it was like, oh, gosh, you know, what are we going to do? Right. And so we had this conversation, um, you know, about like he had loose ends to tie up with, you know, the whole prior family situation with the kids that were, you know, from his ex because he was still communicating with them. And she was really trying to, I guess, rekindle rekindle the relationship and he needed to, you know, he was letting me know he needed to finalize that. And so, he was going to be going back to Detroit because um, I think at that time it was like Thanksgiving or Christmas or something. Yeah. Yeah. It was like Christmas. And he was like, I, you know, I got to go back home and tie up some loose ends and take care of some things. And, you know, of course you don't know. I mean, like we're still in a fairly new relationship. Like what does this look like? He's about to be taking off in like another, you know, three weeks to a month or something. Mm-hmm. And now he's about to go back home where, you know, he had this. So I had a lot of, you know, things running through my mind at that point of like, do I continue to pursue this or like, am I for a while lasted or right. So anyway, he took the trip to Detroit, did exactly what he said and that he was going to do. And then when he came back, that's when we started talking about how we were going to stay connected. And as soon as he came back, like, you know, we went to go to my apartment or whatever. And he showed up with this cell phone that he had bought me with like, prepaid calling cards. So I didn't have a bill and he was like, I'm going to get you, you know, let's get you a PO box or something so I can, you know, send you money and send you phone cards and 
I was like, what? <laughs> Who does this? <laughs> In my life, no, no man had ever done stuff like that. I mean, you know, been that thoughtful as far as trying to keep connection and whatnot. Well, you were you were different because of the simple fact that, you know, to me, you was like a single parent, you know, trying to raise not just one, but two kids pretty much by yourself on, you know, very meager, you know, ends, you know, financially. And I just have, you know, mad respect for that. You know, first of all, you know, early on, not to try to even press you or push up on you with that being the ultimatum, but just being it was different for me it's like finally somebody didn't ask they don't want nothing we're just friends we're cool and then it just organically naturally went from there which i could see how early on you were really like well you can't meet my kids this that and the other and you made everything legit and you know so i knew what i was up against and yeah yeah, I was very, I was very big on that. Very protective of your kids. Absolutely, absolutely. None of, you know, not to be too out there, but that's where I'm from. That's not what what was going on. It was like they were always, if anything, they would use the kids to get their needs met. You know, so which you know, I was currently in that, right? Right. So. Yeah. So. It's different for both of us. So that's where it started. And then he ended up, you know, for sure, um, taking off. I think he went to Vermont was the next place. Yeah, Connecticut. It's, yeah. Vermont. Yeah, Vermont. Yeah. <clears throat> and so, you know. That was rough. Yeah, here I was like, all right, okay, I guess we're going to, we're doing a long distance relationship. <laughs> 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 Never had one of those before. I personally hadn't, and so yeah, that was that was that was different. Very. So probably I don't even know, like a month or so into it, y'all had a break for something else. I don't remember what it was, and he came back to Texas to visit me, and then he ended up going back to Vermont, and I I wouldn't even say it was like maybe a couple of more months into it. Give or take, yeah. is when we realized like yeah, well he had yeah he had called me and he goes i have a question and i was like okay and he said can i come home <laughs> like for good yeah. and i was like home <laughs> like my home is your home home <laughs> yeah that home yeah that was that was when we realized like of course, there was a lot of phone calls and conversations and deep stuff and connecting in between there, but we're kind of skimming over and fast forwarding to how we ended up, you know, how much, how my Detroit night <laughs> in shining armor ended up becoming a Texan. <laughs> Yeehaw. <laughs> so, yeah, so that's just, you know, kind of like, I guess the launching pad, like I wanted it. I think on the next episode, we should talk about the first time that it was just very obvious to you that I, I was definitely a psychic or, or channel or medium. I really don't even like the word medium, but that's just how everybody knows it. So for linguistic sake, <laughs> I use those those terms. I pretty much have all of my own terminology as a you know natural born, organically grown psychic, not really having a lot of the verbiage or 
whatever to go off of just kind of winging it myself, you know, on my own. I started having my first encounter, you know, at five years old. So I didn't have any language. I was just figuring it out. And there wasn't anybody in my family that talked about those things or were connected to any of that. And it just wasn't available to me. Like it just wasn't around me. So, so yeah, I think this is a pretty good start to our, our talk. Just so you guys can, you know, the purpose of this is, um, you know, one, I wanted it to be a part of my um, Spirited Unschooled membership because I want you guys to know, you know, the ins and outs of me, you know, for integrity's sake, right? Like, I think that if you're going to connect your energy with people, you should get to know them. And so I'm really big on doing that, um, you know, for integrity so that you guys know that, you know, like there's no faking this. Like It's me. It's legitimate, authentic. Yeah, it's me 100% of the time. I can attest. I can attest. Yes. So that was, that's one of the reasons. And then, you know, just to kind of hear, I guess, the inside scoop from somebody that knows me intimately and like, um, yeah, you can attest. Plus we like, I don't know, relational stuff too. Yeah. And just to kind of, it's not that, you can really normalize, I think, six senses because they are kind of weird and otherworldly. But I do want to break down the stigma around it because it frustrates me. Yeah. And at the and and what bothers me the most, and the reason why I wanted to share it with the the spirited unschoolers, uh, the members, is because you know, like, I don't want you guys to be afraid to try, right. like, to use your gifts or to talk about it to use your abilities uh, because we all have them. You know, I'm, I'm of the mind that everybody is psychic. Right. Um, everybody has a sixth sense. And so, yeah, that's what we're going to do is we're going to break down the stigma on this pod- podcast. And hopefully you guys can learn some tips, tools, and tricks that we've learned along the way in our 20 years of marriage and what it means to, you know, there's probably some nitty gritty stories that need to come out too. Yeah. <laughs> There's some frustrations I yeah. think, for him um, on his end, because you know, he doesn't, ha- he's, he doesn't have the ultra sensitivities. I do. Uh-uh. Um, although he does have psychic senses as well. Cause like I said, everybody has them. Um, but it, it just wasn't something that he really recognized in himself or knew that he had, I think, and we'll get more into that on later episodes, but, <clears throat> I think in the next episode we should talk about Cynthia, your sister. Well, before we go into that, let's talk about Janae. I mean, oh, hell, that's hell. a whole other episode too. Hell, let's like talk about we, UPS. I mean, we're gonna go there. Let's well, go there. Well, we're at the end of our. I think we're yeah, yeah. For now, time. yeah. This is our first time podcasting, guys. So just bear with us, like trying to keep it on some kind of a time limit. <laughs> <laughs> with me uh, yeah i wasn't gonna say it i wasn't gonna say it but it's okay you, yeah usually you're the time master you're the one that's over here what like um, i'm out. just i'm just going with the flow i don't know how long we've been on like 40 minutes maybe that's probably a good ending point yeah all right guys so if you're listening to this podcast that means that you are a member of the Spirited Unschool. Um, and we have yet to launch our live courses, but I do plan on launching them on 2 21 
you know, I love those number, yeah, number yeah. synchronicities. <laughs> um, and if you're not already a part of the Spirited Unschool group, that launched on 2-1-21. <laughs> I know, so clever, right? Yeah. <laughs> Um, so if you haven't joined that free group, please go and do so because that is where I post all of my updates. This first, first podcast is going to be free as our Valentine's Day of love offering to everyone. That's, that's nice. <laughs> so this one's going to be free to everybody. But after this, guys, all of the uh, episodes, if you're just listening for the, for the first time, all of the rest of our episodes that are going to be coming after this. I feel like I'm talking in circles. Uh, anyway, all of the episodes that come after this are going to be part of the Spirited Unschooled membership, which you can find that link uh, on my website. Again, that's www.vanessaians.com. And you can just click on Spirited Unschooled and all of the information is there. You can see the plans and pricing. Um, which is ridiculously low um, for a monthly membership, but there's various access points and you can see all of that there in the description there. So, yeah. Well done. Well done. Good job. Good job. Yeah. Love you, babe. Love you too, man. All right. We'll talk to y'all next time. Bye. Peace. Thanks for listening to my monthly podcast, A Day in the Life of a Spirit Channeler. If you're interested in getting episode two, be sure to go and become a monthly subscriber of my Spirited Unschool at VanessaEans.com.